Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. We welcome you, and I hope everyone's having a lovely Easter morning or Passover, however you're celebrating your Sunday with us today. Great to be with you. Tom Ackerman with you. We celebrated Easter morning in our home this morning, and Easter, to me, always brings a lot of hope and love, and I hope that it is bringing the same to you and your family, wherever you may be. We have Cardinal Baseball, City Soccer, Battlehawks Football, Blues Hockey, Masters Golf. I mean, where else should we go? We've got it all, and there's even more than that going on right now. This is a great time of year. I put a poll out, I remember, on Twitter about what's the best sports month. October was one choice. March was another choice, and April finished third, with October barely edging March, if I recall, and April finishing a distant third. I think April's sneaky good. I mean, April's got it going on. Major League Baseball is in full swing. you got the Masters, and of course, we mentioned what's important to a lot of people around here, soccer and XFL, and certainly the NHL has faded here in St. Louis, but for a lot of cities and a lot of markets, it's just about to get good. We know how that can be. We've experienced that for a long time here. Without a playoff team for the first time in quite a while, but I'm certain the Blues will get back to things in short order. They lost yesterday to the Wild 5-3. to three. Quinnipiac, do you see that, won the Frozen Four. They won the national championship in college hockey. They beat Minnesota. It's the first time since 1977 that an NCAA Division I champion in basketball and hockey came from the same state. UConn and Quinnipiac gets the victory yesterday. They do it in overtime. Ten seconds into overtime, they beat the Gophers, who I believe are fairly heavy favorite going into that. So congratulations to them. All right, let's get right to it. Let's get to baseball. Drew, give it to me. Nine in 60, please. You'll have it. I know you will. Well, we'll get to it in just a moment. I'll wait. You you just let me know when you got it ready to go. And it is the Cardinals and the Milwaukee Brewers, the two division rivals in the National League Central. They're playing each other in Milwaukee. We have City taking on Seattle. You have the Battlehawks taking on Vegas. And Dan Reardon is going to appear twice at the Masters in Augusta this morning on KMOX at 1045 and 1145. The Cardinals are a team that had to get a victory yesterday. I know that sounds ridiculous because it's April 8th, but they had to get it. It was an absolute must 
and they were able to pull it out, and here's how it sounded. Early on, the Cardinals get a 2 to nothing lead by way of a sack fly by Nolan Arenado, and then this. The 1-2 pitch, a broken bat looper into right field, dropping, 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 and that's a hit. Carlson's going to score. 2 nothing Cardinals. That cost Contreras a bat, but he gets an RBI out of it. His second, wearing the birds on the bat. Yes, indeed. John Rooney had it. Do you have it now, Drew? Do you want to play it? Here it is, 9 in 60. From King of OX Sports. Play ball! Hi, I'm Paul Goldschmidt. Time now for a look at yesterday's game with 9 in 60. A 1-2 pitch. A broken no, no. bat looper into right field. Dropping, 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 and that's a hit. Carlson's going to score. 2-0 Cardinals. Delivery to Arenado. Zit high and deep. Down the left field line. And this one stays fair. It's a big fly for Arenado. His 300th of his career. And the Cardinals now lead 4-0. That's his sign working with Caratini. And that ball is hit hard to left field. Over the head of the left fielder. And it's over the wall. A home run for Jordan Walker. A two-run shot is second as a big ligger. Boyd swings and misses a changeup that was way outside. Strike three. Nine strikeouts for Montgomery. A ground ball to Goldschmidt. He has it. Takes it to the bag for a Redbird winner. Nine strikeouts for Jordan Montgomery. That is just ridiculous. That is a great outing for Montgomery and a great response by the Cardinals. And I mentioned they had to have that. It's April 8th. I don't care. you got to win that game. It, somehow, some way, after a 4 nothing loss the previous day. And this time they get that great performance by Montgomery, seven scoreless. They hadn't had a quality start yet, and they get it from Montgomery yesterday. The home run for Arenado, his 300th. And the note on Jordan Walker, his second home run, eight straight games with a hit at the age of 20. He's the youngest to do that to start a career since Ted Williams in 1939. Wow, that is some company. Manager Ollie Marmel is standing by. He's going to join us at 1015. Cardinals have another big one today. Jake Woodford's just got to forget about what happened in the last game and get after this one. He gave up three. I'll just tell you what happened. He gave up three home runs. He doesn't need to hear this. He gave up three home runs in the last game. He had only given up one all last year. It's going to be fine. He's got a great slider. He's got great composure. And I think you'll see a better outing out of Woodford today. I'm going to put my word down on that. We'll see. We'll see if I'm right or not. In the meantime, we have City losing 3 nothing to Seattle. Lutz Fan and Steel will join us in one hour. I don't think that's time to panic either. Not at all. The City has uh, the ability to win games. What will they do over the long haul, though, is a fair question. And we'll get that into Lutz at 11.15. Dan Reardon at the Masters. I mentioned that we have a battle going on there. So we had a weather delay. And then they resume play today after postponing yesterday's action. And you've got two of the Giants in the game, Brooks Kepka and John Rahm, going head-to-head. Now, Rahm has fallen back because he just bogeyed 16. Just happened. So Kepka has a three-shot lead now after a par on 15. Uh, He has uh, 12 under for the championship, still has to finish out 16, it looks like to me, as he has a three-shot lead over Rahm. Victor Hovland is kind of lurking now at eight under for the championship. He is through 16 holes. Kepka, Rahm, Hovland, 12 under, nine under, eight under, respectively, at the Masters. This is, again, round three 
and they'll be wrapping up the final round later. So we're going to have Dan Reardon on in a half hour at 10.45, and again at 11.45, John Mosellock in his usual spot at 11.30. Got it? Good. Black uh, Battlehawks, the city experience, the Cardinals, the Blues, the Masters, everything is rolling right now, and it's all going to be on this show, Sports on a Sunday Morning. Ali Marmel's next. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday Morning. Will Smith swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Flies out to a right field as that's going to be caught by another good player, another good young player, Jordan Walker. And Weimer flies out seven shutout innings for Jordan Montgomery. Nine punch outs, exactly what the Cardinals needed. Exceptional outing. You're absolutely right, Ricky Horton. A great performance by Jordan Montgomery as the Cardinals pick up a victory by a final of six to nothing over the Milwaukee Brewers. We're going to be checking in with Ollie Marmel, the Cardinals manager, in just a bit. In fact, we're going to do it right now. The manager is with us. Oliver Marmel, it is a pleasure to speak to you and happy Easter to you, sir. Happy Easter. How are we doing? Uh, doing well. Doing well. I know always after a win is great, but just in general, it's a beautiful morning. I can report to you back here in St. Louis, and uh, it's another day of hope and love. As I said, that's how Easter morning uh, feels to me. How is it with your family? It's uh, it's very similar to that. Uh, away from the girls this morning, uh, but they're with mom and enjoying some time together. So I'll, uh, I'll FaceTime here in a little bit, but uh, definitely looking forward to that. I know, and you're with your Cardinals family right now, and it feels good after a victory. I I know that uh, it's a long season, but that one felt like one you had to feel good getting. I mean, you, you, you've been battling here. You lose four to nothing on Friday, and yesterday I played the highlight right there. Jordan Montgomery gave you what you needed, didn't he? Yeah, he was really good. Um, just a, a really good mix of the four team. The, the sinker got a lot of swing and miss on the changeup, but uh Really, really good outing, and uh, gave us seven innings. It's uh, it's exactly what we needed. I love the way he changes speeds and the way he goes about it. You've seen it uh, from the beginning, and and I think that you said it. You know, this rotation, it's one turn through the rotation. And you said it to me. You understood the concerns that were out there, but over the long haul, you do have confidence in this staff. No, we really do. Uh, there's, <laughs> we broke with the staff for a reason. We do trust them, and and they're going to be better than what they showed the first time through. Um, yesterday was a, a really good example of that. We're looking forward to seeing Woody today and then Matt and all the way through in Colorado. So, yeah, we have a lot of confidence in our guys. Um, first week uh, didn't go the way we wanted it to. Yeah, we saw Jake Woodford. We saw him all through spring training, but not just that. We've seen him over the last few years, and he's as good as he's ever been with that slider, isn't he? Yeah, he is, and then got away from the sinker, um, left some pitches up. When he's good, he's just stubborn at the bottom of the zone and just pounding the bottom of the zone. And he got away from that a little bit, his last outing. But uh, yeah, this is a guy that's shown that he's able to pitch at this level and it'll be fun to watch him today. You'll have him today going up against the Brewers. What did you think of Jack? Just continuing our conversation on this Brewers rotation. Yeah. Um, Jack, man, he, he fought through that outing and uh, made pitches when needed. Uh, he was inconsistent with the fastball, which led to the walks, but he was able to lean on the cutter in the slider to get back in accounts and finish some at bats. Um, he's continuing to work through just timing up his body and uh, in order to have more consistency with his delivery and he'll get there. We, we got a, a lot of confidence in what Jack's going to do this year. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, we're still able to battle through that for sure. Now you have a chance to win the series, and here's the other reason. Your team flat out played some ball across the board yesterday. You had the defense, you had the pitching, and did you have some offense? Let's get to it. 2 nothing. Cardinals with the lead. We mentioned it earlier on the show. Arenado with the sack fly, Contreras with the RBI single, and here comes in the third inning, Nolan Arenado. 2 nothing. Cardinals as we play in the third. Next delivery to Arenado. Sit high and deep. Down the left field line, and this one stays fair. It's a big fly for Arenado, his 300th of his career, and the Cardinals now lead four to nothing. 300 career home runs. Guy averages 30 a season and a gold glove a season, <laughs> might we add. <laughs> he is an elite talent, isn't he? He, he's incredible. The the way he goes about his work is it's fun to watch, man. This is a guy that shows up. He's all business, and he's got one thing on his mind every day, and that's how do we win? And, and you, you you love competing with those guys because the guys around him they build off of that. But he's unbelievable in the way he goes about his work. Uh, it's extremely detailed. One of the most competitive athletes I've ever been around. Um, I'm glad he's on our side. And you had uh, a lead at that point of four to nothing, and this inning was not over. By the way, Arenado, for those who didn't see it, yanked one down the line in the first inning, and that ball nearly went out. It just missed uh, by, I'd say, a few feet, and the Cardinals had themselves a long strike, basically, and then he goes out and he pulls one down the line this time, and it goes fair. Pretty cool as Arenado gets that 300th home run. Then this inning is not over. Uh, Arenado homers, the strikeout to Contreras, but Tyler O'Neill draws a walk. That's key because the second out was made by Taylor Motter, a fly out to center. Here comes Jordan Walker. Who has his sign working with Caratini, and that ball's hit hard to left field. Over the head of the left fielder, and it's over the wall. A home <laughs> run for Jordan Walker. A two-run shot is second as a big leaguer. And the Cardinals lead six to nothing. He killed that thing. And Jordan Walker now with hits in eight straight games, Ollie. Remarkable. Yeah, he's doing a really, really nice job. That that homer yesterday, even on that call, you can hear it is line driver left fielder's head and it just keeps going. Um, this kid hits the ball extremely hard and when he gets it off the ground, it's got a chance. Um, but he's doing a really nice job of slowing the game down. He's under control. He's not making the moment any bigger than it is, and it's 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 been good. Um, this is a guy we had confidence in bringing, obviously, and he's showing that the, the stage is not too big for him. It's been a lot of fun to watch. He's hitting three fifty five now. You might have heard this already, but I'll, I'll throw it to you: is the fact that he's twenty years old. He has an eight game hitting streak to start his career. No one's done that as young since Ted Williams in nineteen thirty nine. Now that's a <laughs> that's a huge name to be associated with. I would say on one hand that let's not put too much on Jordan Walker, but on the other hand, I don't think any of this stuff bothers him. Uh, he he really, whether things are good or bad, doesn't he just sort of advance to the next thing? Yeah, and that's, a, that's what gave us confidence in bringing him was his ability to, whether he was doing really well or things weren't going his way, he's just, he has that skill where he moves on to the next thing and he's not overly concerned with, the success he's having at the moment and there's going to be a little bit of time where it doesn't look great and he's not going to be bothered by that either so 
yeah, he's going about it really well. We're happy with what we're seeing. You had Edmund at the top of the order yesterday. The shortstop had a couple of hits. Don't want to leave him out, of course. Arenado, we mentioned. And Cardinals get 12 hits. I mean, they're hitting the ball. They win the game 6 to nothing over Milwaukee. Overall, you, you have to feel good that your offense is going to be there. And so far, it has been. It has. And when you look at our body of work so far, Atlanta beat us. They, they took three from us, but the series against uh, – Toronto was good, and we were able to beat uh, a really good team two out of three. And then uh, we're looking forward to this game today. Uh, we, we take this series and we move on to Colorado. That's uh, that's the goal. Yeah, they get the win six to nothing yesterday. Uh, even in that game against the Brewers, the four nothing loss to Milwaukee, there were some bright spots in there. But the Cardinals have a chance to win this series now and get out there and, and finish this thing. Ali, you also have, unfortunately, an injury to contend with. What can you tell us about Packy Naughton? Is there any information right now on his forearm? Yeah, waiting on uh, our, our trainer, Adam, to come in. At the moment, we, we believe that it's, it's just a forearm strain. We'll have a lot more detail over the next 48 hours as he does more um, some more exams. But uh, at the moment, it's looking like a forearm strain. And for that, you were able to get Henesis Cabrera up and running? Yeah, he uh, he joined us yesterday. He had uh, recently thrown two innings, 27 pitches the day before, so he had yesterday off, and he'll be live today. Not too bad. Your lefty depth is about Zach Thompson yesterday, getting out of a jam as well. Yeah, he did, he did a really <laughs> nice job. Um, got the bases loaded there against Boyd, who we know well. Um, this is a guy that hits right. He's better than lefties. We leave Thompson in the face, and he threw the breaking ball underneath the zone to, to punch him out. Really nice pitch, but this is another guy that's just continuing to take steps in the right direction in his career, uh, which is slowing the game down. And in that moment right there, specifically not letting that spiral, um, that's a big step for him. I was watching that game with some family. This is before Zach pitched. It was early in the game. You're up six to nothing. And I turned to some family members and I said, I'm pretty confident this game is not going to be six to nothing in the end. It's Milwaukee. I mean, crazy things happen in this game. And it ended up six nothing. I mean, that <laughs> says something about your staff. And Montgomery, of course, but Zach and the rest of the team, a, a confident victory. Um, I wanted to throw this out to you, too. I know you and I talked about the Tyler O'Neill thing way earlier that it became a national topic. I was a little surprised that it became such a topic. Um, I guess because the Cardinals are really popular and everybody has an opinion about the Cardinals, but I kind of put it to bed in that you and I discussed it. And I don't, I don't see when you, in your messaging, much of a difference from what you had last year. I've, Ali, I've always found you to be direct and straightforward. And if you feel something, you say it, you're the manager of the team. I mean, is that how you feel? Um, it, it is, and this is a, a situation that in-house, to be very clear, is a is a non-issue. Um, and with, with Tyler specifically, this is this is a very talented player, and our job as a staff and as a club is to make him a winning player. Um, we, we spent over an hour and a half over the last couple of days, and and this is a guy that he he's, he gets it. He's appreciative of where we're at today. Um, and we're looking forward to, to moving on. This is never, um, Thomas, it's never personal. This is strictly accountability to the goals and the things that he wants for himself and he wants for this team. And uh, we're going to hold him to that. Um, so this is, a, this is a, a small little blip in, in, in the season uh, for, for Tyler, but the reality is um, a lot of good will come from this. I can guarantee you that. 
Because uh, from my observation, no one's been more of a champion for Tyler O'Neill than Ollie Marmel. I mean, you told me right away, let's let's take the potential off of his name and, and ex- understand he's going to have a big year. But I, I think just overall, everybody on this team is going to have some conversation with Ollie Marmel moving forward. That's what this is about. It's about winning and about playing the right way. Uh, finally, just when you look at today's game, that's one thing. You got Jake Woodford. I I you know hope the best for him, of course, but I'm always thinking about when Adam Wainwright is going to be able to take the next step. Uh, just an update on 50, if you can, and, and what he's been doing. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he threw a 33-pitch uh, bullpen yesterday and felt really good coming out of it. He'll have two days off leading into a bullpen on Tuesday. And then that's when we'll reevaluate and figure out what's next for him, uh, whether that's a live BP or where do we go from there um, with a rehab. But uh, at the moment, he's thrown a couple bullpens that they both uh, have felt really, really good. That's good to hear. I appreciate this time very much. We'll let you get back to it. It's always great to hear you on KMOX Radio, Ollie. No, I appreciate it, Tom. Thank you very much. Oliver Marmel, manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, with us every Sunday morning at 10.15. He is live from the ballpark in Milwaukee as the Cardinals get set to take on the Brewers. What a busy time this is. City, we'll hear from Lutz Fanon's deal at 11.15. The Masters is going on. We'll give you a leaderboard update after the break. We have Dan Reardon at 10.45. The Blues lost yesterday. Don't you worry, Battlehawks fans. I'm all over it. Battlehawks with a great win yesterday in front of a big crowd, and it's time for everybody to recognize what St. Louis is. It's a sports town, period, end of story. It's not a football town, a baseball town, a soccer town, a hockey town, or whatever you say town. This is a sports town. And we'll reinforce it next on KMOX. Welcome back to the show. I am Tom Ackerman. Great to be with you. And this is an exciting time to be a St. Louis sports fan. How about the St. Louis Battlehawks yesterday? They pick up a win, 21-17, over Vegas, I am thrilled for so many people. Anthony Becht, the head coach, he is just so much fun to watch on the sideline, yelling and screaming and jumping with that headset on on the fake punt that scored the touchdown that drew the Battle Hawks a little closer, and then they end up kicking a field goal, going to OT and winning it 21-17. I'm happy for all of the players who work extremely hard and are trying to make a name for themselves Most of them are players who went for a spot in the NFL and got told no. So they have made it to the XFL, and eventually they're going to get another crack at it if they play for this team because this team's getting some attention. And that's where I'm going next. Uh, This is an incredible performance by St. Louis. Absolutely remarkable performance by St. Louis. The St. Louis crowd has done this now three games in a row. Let me give you the attendance figures. They finally played a home game in week four, and they drew 38,310 to the Dome. In week five, they drew, the next week, 35,868 fans to the Dome. The final of this three, and they have two more to go because they're finished with their road games, Yesterday, they drew 35,167 to the Dome. I caught up with some of those fans after the game. Having a little post-game pop. I saw him uh, out sitting on one of our great patios here in St. Louis, one of our restaurants. These fans are absolutely remarkable. And those three crowds right there are the three largest crowds in the history of the XFL. Right there. 38-3, 35-8, 35-1, all in St. Louis. 
Now, you can say what you want about St. Louis and the NFL and how it ended. We know how it ended, but that's not really – I'm done with that whole story. Now, we already know the truth. I'm done. I really am. I have completely moved on. And right now, what this is, is about St. Louis as a great sports city. You can knock St. Louis for certain things. You can't knock our restaurants. You can't knock our arts and our museums. You can't knock our golf courses and our enthusiasm for keeping our parks beautiful, like Forest Park and Tower Grove Park and all of our parks throughout several counties around the area. You can't knock those things, and you cannot knock our sports fans ever because they are the best. They are loyal, extremely loyal, and that is what this is about. If you put something on the field or the pitch or the diamond or the ice or the track when it comes to NASCAR or whatever it is, the hardwood, you put a product on the, on the playing surface, they will come. If you treat them well, they will come. This sports town, and I've said it a million times, there is no market in America where sports, I'll say major market because we are, where sports mean more. You know, that's because I, I, I would, of course, a college town or Green Bay, Wisconsin or something like that. Not a major metropolis like St. Louis with 3 million plus people. Do sports mean more to the area than they do here? So just understand that if you're going into the sports business or you're in the sports business and you're investing your dollars, understand that St. Louis is the place to do that. Major League Soccer figured that out pretty quickly. St. Louis Battlehawks have the XFL's attention. I don't think you understand how big the XFL is right now. You know, this is the outsiders will say, but it's minor league football. No, it is not actually. It's a professional football that happens to be taking place in the spring happens to be on ESPN. The, the mothership, like I was watching sports center this morning. They gave as much time to the battle Hawks as they did the Cardinals. I'm telling maybe more. I'll repeat that sports center, which is still the flagship sports show when it comes to highlights and analysis in this country, gives as much attention and maybe more today to the Battlehawks' fake punt and score than they did the Cardinals with Arenado and Walker going deep. I just want you to understand where we are. Now, of course, in St. Louis, we are the Cardinals are the big dog and everybody else has joined that group. I get that. But when it comes to this country, football is still numero uno, and people are paying a lot of attention to you, Battlehawks fans, a lot. So the fact that you continue to pack the dome and fill it makes St. Louis look really good because we are a great sports town. Whatever the season is, in the summer, we're a baseball town. When baseball is over, we become a hockey town. When hockey and basketball start to mix together, college basketball, when the Billikens are good or Mizzou and Illinois You can feel it, and when we have NCAA tournament games and all of that stuff, there's no doubt about it. We are whatever season it is, and now in the spring, guess what? We've become a football town as well, not to mention golf and NASCAR and all the other things that happen around this area. So it's important to remember, don't let up. You're sending a message, 
And I know the underlying f- part of it for some people, but that's way in the past now. I mean, we're going to pretty soon be a decade without that NFL team. And in that time, we've shown off quite a bit. And we've done it again yesterday. Uh, a note from the Battlehawks, by the way, that Gary Jennings is now the fastest man in the XFL. He was clicked at a velocity of 22 miles per hour recently. This is from GPS catapult technology that was used on all players. So Jennings showing off yesterday an incredible uh, athletic performance by the Battlehawks. And by the way, they're doing it with, the, you know, A.J. McCarron was hurt yesterday, the injured quarterback. I mean, it's a good football team, a well-coached team. The first overtime victory in the history of the XFL was yesterday. It belongs to the St. Louis Battlehawks. The top three attendance figures in the history of the XFL belong to the St. Louis Battlehawks. The Battlehawks sell more gear, more tickets. They attract big TV ratings. They're the franchise in the XFL. They're the one, and everybody else falls behind. They are number one. It's not a fluke. It's not a gimmick. It's plain and simple great sports fans that understand the value of the ticket and they go get it and they have a good time with it and they'll just keep going. This is just the beginning. I mean, they haven't even, wait till they start fixing things up in that building. I don't know how much they're going to do drew, but whatever they end up doing and how much money they put into it, it's going to be fun. What if this revitalizes the Cleed's landing a little bit and they start putting up some bars around there? You know, Battlehawks Bar and Grill. I mean, I don't know. It could, this could be that side of the city, and we all talk about how downtown West over here needed a boost. What about there? What about around the Dome? Doesn't that need desperate rehab all around there? This could be the start of that, too. So congratulations to everybody involved, especially that football team and those players who are getting the job done. They're good. I mean, don't let that place get a playoff game. Oh, my goodness. You think that was loud yesterday. Where do they get a playoff game in there? Crazy. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll go to the Masters. Leaderboard update coming from Dan Reardon. Let's take a peek right now before Dan joins us live and we take a break. Brooks Kepka is your leader on the 18th hole of the third round. He has a two-shot lead over John Rahm. Kepka is 11-under for the championship. Rahm is 9-under. Victor Hovland is in the clubhouse with an 8-under score for the championship. He was 2-under today. Patrick Cantlay is kind of hanging around. Five shots off the lead at minus 6. He had a very good 4-under round today. But this is really between Kepka and Rahm, unless Hovland can step on the gas pedal. you got two big dogs right there going head-to-head. It's going to be a fun day at the Masters. Dan Reardon's next. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And he hits a slammer! Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. If you're just getting up on this Easter morning and getting into sports, you're like, wait a minute, they're on the 18th at the Masters? No, they are, but it is the third round of play. Final round is upcoming. Brooks Kepka and John Rahm are leading the way, but there are some others Right on their heels, Victor Hovland at 8-under for the championship is just three off the lead as we stand right now. Let's go right to Augusta, and KMOX's Dan Reardon has the very latest. It's been fun to watch. I've been checking out the stream. How are things there? Did the sun finally come out in Augusta? The sun is out, the wind is blowing, and your timing is perfect because the leaders are just completing round three. We've got uh, both Bruce Kepka and uh, John Rahm, who are the top two names in the leaderboard with putts to uh, stay atop the leaderboard. Kepka is at 11 under. He's lost two shots since the restart, and Rahm is at 9 under, and he has lost a couple since the restart. So it, it's a good moment to, to check in. You know, I'm, and I appreciate you checking in. I'm, am I right that Hovland has had the door open to him a little bit, and not to mention seems maybe far-fetched, but Patrick Cantlay, who shot 4 under today, is 5 back. Candidly, it's a, it's a pretty big hill to climb. But in the case of Hovland, quite honestly, if Rom misses, and he's got a short putt, but it's a downhill putt, but if he would miss his putt and drop to eight under, uh, it would put Hovland in the final group. Kepka is for sure in the final group. But we could have, and that's big. If you go back in time, you know, the last player to win uh, not playing out of, uh, out of the final group was Tiger in 2019. But then you need to go a little further back to that. Uh, I think Sergio would have been the, the last one to come from behind to do that. So final group is a big thing uh, for the players, particularly here at Augusta. Kepka is such a competitor. I've had so much fun watching him through the years. Of course, we saw him here in St. Louis win the PGA Championship at Belle Reve. Then he came right back at it. I walked with uh, DJ and Brooks down the stretch. They were uh, going head-to-head, although not in the same group. Uh, at Beth Page, but uh, chasing things down as well. That was a lot of fun. He is, however, coming off a little bit of downtime. How would you explain the comeback of Brooks Kepka here, Dan? Well, well, he clearly states that, you know, for 18 months he was not healthy, that he had major knee surgery. In fact, it was creative major knee surgery, never been done before by the surgeon that operated on him, and didn't actually feel that he could bend his knee in the way that he needs to to play golf until last December. Then he's played a couple of times on the LIV Tour. It was the first two-time winner on the LIV Tour when he won last weekend. So he's back to where he wants to be in terms of his, his feeling about his game, his feeling about his health. It'll be interesting to see how he handles the, the final day. And, you know, Tom, if I'm going to handicap the – and, by the way, both of them made their putts, so they will finish in that final group with a two-shot differential, and then Hovland will be third at eight under. If I'm going to handicap, here's what I'm going to tell you. 
Kepka in his last five majors, I mean, last five Masters, only five Masters, he's seven under par on Sunday. Rahm in his last five Masters is 17 under par on Sunday. Why does that make a difference? Because this is the only tournament you go to where the pins on Sunday are exactly the same every year. Rahm is comfortable with the Sunday pins. Kepka has not shown that. The best he has shown here was when he chased Tiger in 2019 to the finish line. He was the only one to do that. He's probably the better putter inside 10 feet. Rahm is probably the most erratic in terms of he'll throw bogeys and birdies at you. Um, it's going to be an interesting day. And then Hovland, how much is it, that five birdie run an aberration of where he really is with his game? Because he did go with five consecutive birdies on the back nine. But other than that, it's been sort of an indifferent performance for Victor. How about Kepka had a shot that landed on the front? It actually checked up and then... On 15, it ends up holding up on the front fringe of that green. On any normal day, that thing probably rolls off, but it was wet and they hadn't cut it, had they, Dan? I think hadn't cut it is the key. The the wetness uh, probably came into play with the spin on the ball, uh, but it it stayed comfortably out of the water. And then we saw Sam Barrett right after that do exactly the same thing. So that bank isn't nearly as perilous as it typically is. But it probably gave him a little skip of a heartbeat uh, or two as he watched it spin back down. Uh, and actually, you know, the other thing about that is neither Rom nor, nor um, Kepka had any birdies coming in on the on the final nine uh, on the final nine. They played the, those those nine holes no better than one over or even par. So they didn't take advantage. This is going to be a course that's going to be a little bit challenging to the players. Ordinarily, the third round of a, of any tournament at a major. The scoring average goes down because the players putting up the high numbers disappear from the field. Today's third round wrapped up with the scoring average going up almost a stroke. So that's completely contrary to what you expect. Now, the members, the committee, they will set this course up where it will be challenging on the front nine. It will give birdies on the back, birdie opportunities on the back nine. That's the tradition here at Augusta. But I think the I think the wind is enough. The temperature is not an issue. Rain is not an issue. I think the wind is enough as this course dries. And one other thing, the day after the rain, you get mud balls. It's not the day of the rain. It's the day after the rain you get mud balls. And it could come down to just a bad break. Wow. Uh, what did you think about the last 36 hours and how they've handled the situation with three trees going down on the course, Dan? Yeah, that was bizarre. And, and honestly, I had actually walked by those trees earlier in the day. Uh, it's just such, such a, a weird circumstance. I think the biggest question is, were those newly planted trees or had they been there for a long time? You don't know at this golf course how much they're able to do change things like that. But, it, you know, fortunately, no, no spectators were injured or patrons were injured when they came down. And that's because they had blown the horn earlier and started to evacuate the course. And they, they blew the horn and let them come back out. But not enough people had made it back out to 17. Probably if we had not had an interruption of play, that tree was still coming down and the injuries would have probably been more likely. So as Dan reported, we have now all players in the clubhouse after the third round. It is complete. Brooks Kepka has a two-shot lead over John Rahm. Kepka 11-under for the Masters Championship and Rahm at 9-under with Victor Hovland lurking at 8-under. Tiger Woods will not be part of this final round. In fact, he withdrew this morning. Dan, plantar fasciitis got him. Uh, Tiger Woods and that announcement, how did you react to that? Um, 
I, I think it was wise, from my standpoint, I think it would have been wise regardless of whether he was injured or not. Tiger was facing a lot of holes left to go, uh, you know, in his third round and then go back on, on uh, uh, for the, the final 18. And and he had finished with bogey, double bogey, double bogey. He, had, he was five over over his last three holes. Uh, it, it it served no purpose for him to to go back out and play play more golf because Tiger says, you know, I'm only here to win. I'm only I only play if I have a chance to win. He had no chance to win. He was sitting last in the field at the time. He's he's dinged up. Uh, I honestly I, I tweeted out this morning. I, I wish Tiger would just skip the rest of the year, play with Charlie in the in the. Uh, uh, in the December or late end of the year, come back to Augusta, play the last his last career round at Augusta, whether it's make the cut or or not make the cut, walk up 18 and get the kind of treatment that Jack and Arnie got when they were here. That's my scenario. I'm not Tiger. I don't make those decisions, but I, I, I don't think he's a viable player in terms of winning championships anymore. And there's time for him to just, he, he's entitled to that kind of celebration. I think that's well said. Phil Mickelson, meanwhile, is one under. He's got a chance at a top 20 finish here as Brooks Kepka leads the way at 11 under. Those two have played with Liv, and that's my final question for you, and we're going to hear from you again at 11.45, but what has been the chatter around there about Liv? I mean, here's Kepka. He's kind of played it to, to his advantage, hasn't he? He doesn't have to play much other than the majors, and he, he's here he is in contention to win. Yeah, you know, and I asked him on Friday, literally asked him on Friday, he said, because he talked about how good he feels about his game and his health. And I said, you know, Bruce, if, if you felt as good about your game and your health at the time that you had to make the decision whether to go to LIV or not, would that have been a more challenging decision? He said, absolutely, it would have been a more challenging decision, but he doesn't regret what he did. You understand, when he was down, he was looking at financial security by taking the LIV offer, and he didn't know what his golfing future was going to be. In the general concept, the only person that's really mouthed off a little bit this week is is Sergio, and even he had the good sense to not stir things up too much. Dan, always appreciate these visits, and I'm so glad we get to do it twice, and we had to do it because we're playing two different rounds today. we got to hear from you again at 1145. I know you're up for that, and thank you for the visit from Augusta. Enjoy the time. Thank you, Dan Reardon, our senior golf editor with us on KMOX. Our producers, Drew Young. I'm Tom Ackerman. This is Sports on a Sunday Morning, sponsored by Gray Bar. We appreciate them. We're in the Stiefel Sports Studio. We appreciate them. The Cardinals are upcoming with a 12-15 pregame and a 110 first pitch. We heard from Ali Marmel already. Good conversation with him about a number of different subjects. You can go back and listen to it. It was at 10-15. We'll also have it up on our Sports on a Sunday Morning podcast. John Mosellock at 11.30. Lutz Fandensteel will talk about City's loss with him on the way at 11.15. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 